As you all most likely know, I have struggled with depression in my early adult years and still face the battle to keep my victory. If you don't know my story, you can hear it in episode 130. But one thing I have learned is that just because I struggle with mental health doesn't mean it gives me an out to what God has called me to. He will equip me to follow the path he's planned, and he'll do the same for you. My friend Carla is joining me today to talk about how to walk in purpose and thrive in life, even if you face a daily struggle with mental illness. One thing she learned is that she needed to grieve the idea of what she thought her life would be like and accept the way she is to find a way to thrive. We are not limitless. And if we were, we really wouldn't need God, would we? So she goes more into depth about how she accepted her limitations and what that meant for her own success. Carla Arges is a coach, author, mom, wife, and mental health advocate. She is the host of the Affirming Truths podcast, a show to help women renew their minds and affirm their identity in Christ. Her mission is to help women gain confidence in who they are so that they can walk more boldly in the purpose God has over their life. I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up and I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Carla, thank you so much for joining me on Goal Driven Moms. Hey, Gabe, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Me too. And I'm super excited to get to chat with you about this topic. And I just, I love that you have the Affirming Truth podcast. And I think it aligns very nicely with um, what I talk about because I talk about stepping into the fire of refinement and also going after goals, but also seeking truth. And I think that's what you do very nicely on your podcast. And um, so anyway, before we get started, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about you so we can get to know you, you and your family, what you like to do for fun outside of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'm married to my husband, Terry. I think we are going on 17 years. I can't believe it. 
Last night, we just did the grade eight graduation of my one and only son, Caleb. And I cannot believe that that season, that childhood season is coming to an end. But I am excited for what God has planned for him for the future. And we are a family that likes adventures. We just got back from a European trip and we like to seek out new places <laughs> and just, you know, see God's creation in the way he's created the world. And it's amazing. I love it. I love traveling to and having adventures. I guess I haven't been to Europe in a long time and I'd love to go back, but super excited that you got to go as a family and, um, yeah, it's good. So I want to get into this, but I want to talk yeah. a little bit about your story before we dive into talking about our limitations. Um, so would you be willing to share just a little bit about your mental illness battle? Uh, when did you learn about it and how did you create a way to live with it? Oh, big questions. So it's definitely a journey and I don't think that there's just one point in time where you figure it all out and get it all together. So I've had battles with my mental health since I was a child. I am a survivor and product of childhood trauma. And so definitely there was stuff happening there. And we, we know now that trauma brains develop differently. And so I, I brought that into my adolescence. And um, the first time I tried to trigger warning, um, take my own life. I was 13 and got tied up in addictions, which is very common with mental illness. Um, I was diagnosed incorrectly a couple of times with different forms of depression. And I was very anti-medicine because the first medication they gave me just turned me into a zombie. And so with that one experience, I was like, that's it. I'm not doing anything about it. I'm just going to live the way that I'm living, which really wasn't a way to live. Um, my current um, diagnosis that I'm working with is bipolar 2 and borderline personality disorder. It's taken a while to get the right diagnosis. And even more than that, it took a little while for me to accept them and for me to get on board with what a support plan looked like. And I only wish that I hadn't taken as long as I did to accept this because my life is richer and fuller when I operate in the full knowledge of what my makeup is because I was denying a piece of myself. And when you deny a piece of yourself, you can't live in fullness. And like most things, there is always a positive that comes with a perceived negative. And I just, in denying what I thought was all negative, I wasn't allowing the beauty to come from that either. So it wasn't until I fully embraced my diagnosis, fully embraced who I am, um, which this is part of, it's not all of me. It wasn't until I did that, that I was able to take on life the way God really intended me to take it on with boldness and compassion and stepping out in faith to where he was calling me to go. Mm, so good. And that is a lesson for all of us. You know, if 
we can find our identity in Christ and really be willing to let him shape us and let us mold us. He made us who we were and he still gave us a purpose, whatever that is. And so, and I know you had talked a little bit earlier with me about how you had to grieve the idea of what you thought your life would be like. And I know that that's in even our plans. Like we have, especially type A people, we have our plans planned. You know, we plan out for the rest of our lives, how it's going to go, but that's really not how it's going to go. Right. And yeah. so we somewhat do need to grieve the idea of what we thought our life would be like. Like, I don't even, I know I don't have to grieve my life now because I know that God has put me in a place and in a season and full of richness, but it's definitely not where I thought I was going to be when I was coming out of college, you mm -hmm. know? And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about what that grieving process was like, how you were able to do that and learn to accept your limitations that you had. Yeah. I mean, I had uh, big ideas of what I was going to do professionally. Um, I had big ideas of what maybe my family was going to look like. And part of the limitations is in me not being able to work in the field that I had envisioned myself working in. Um, part of the limitations for family is understanding that, um, you know, my parents are never going to be the parents that I felt I needed as a kid. And the relationships with my sibling is never going to be what it looks like. And that idea of Sunday family dinners every week was not going to be how it was. And I had to grieve my own idea of what I thought the family I was going to create looked like because I always thought I would have lots of kids and um, I had to grieve I had to grieve I had to grieve my family I had to grieve my career and I wasn't able to move on until I grieved those things and I think sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to do that and in not grieving, you're stopping yourself from healing. Um, in not grieving, you're stopping yourself from shedding. The grieving is like a shedding. And I had to shed certain expectations. And I had to shed certain weights and, and ideas. I had to shed them. And the grieving process allowed me to shed them. Kind of like, you know, the caterpillar sheds its cocoon after and comes out as a, a butterfly. It's such a lovely idea, but when you actually learn what a caterpillar goes through during the cocoon and that shedding phase, like we realize there's pain in that and there's grief in that. And, and that's part of the human experience. And if we, you know, no one likes to feel grief and so we avoid it. But what we ultimately avoid then is our healing. And what we ultimately avoid is the potential future we could have. And what we ultimately avoid is breaking off generational traumas with our kids. We need to heal. Mm, I love what you said. The grieving process allows you to heal. Mm -hmm. and it's true. We try and avoid it or make ourselves feel okay or look okay on the outside. But without that grieving process, it's really hard to be able to recover and to move forward. And 
it's so interesting that, you know, it's almost, it, I, it makes me think about the Israelites in the desert for 40 years, but not that they were grieving, but it's like, we need to go through those processes. We need to, we do need to go through that pain. We go through it. We shed it, like you said, and we come out stronger because of it. If mm-hmm. we allow ourselves to grieve and we allow mm-hmm. ourselves to, um, you know, understand what our limitations are and to actually walk out our purpose despite them, you know, whatever it is that God has called us to, he's not going to limit us. He's going to maybe limit us to certain extents, but what he wants us to do, he will equip us to do. And I love that. That's what you're doing. You are walking Mm -hmm. that out. And another thing that we talked about is the fact that we really are not limitless. So we aren't these beings that can do anything and everything. We have our limitations. We're human. And this is something that the world does get wrong because you hear the mantras like anything you want and you can have everything. And yeah, um, well, you can have the desires of your heart if you're following Jesus because he will put those desires in your heart, right? So anyway, but your podcast is called Affirming Truth because you help women renew their minds and affirm their identity in Christ. So, so important. I love that. And what the world says um, about who we are is so different from what God says, you know? It is. And it's it's such a great trick of the enemy to make us be self-reliant. And that's the whole heart behind I'm limitless. I can do anything. It is self-reliant. And it's putting us in the place of Godhead. And even as Christians, we can take this on and try to be Lord over the Lord. And um, I can tell you that that doesn't get you anywhere. And the more that we can surrender and submit to the one who is limitless, the more we make ourselves available. It doesn't say that in our strength, he shows up. It says in our weakness, he shows up. So there's so much of value in embracing our weakness. And that's not the same as having a victim mindset. There's a very important difference Mm. to focus on our weakness in a self-deprecating way, to focus on our failures as through the lens of low self-esteem and low self-worth. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about embracing the opportunity for God to work through you to accomplish his purpose in partnership with you when but for God it would not be accomplished that's what I'm talking about I'm not talking about self-deprecating nothing works out for me I'm a failure at anything it is Jesus you've called me here I don't have what it takes but you do and I'm so excited to see how you're going to show up in my weakness be my strength and getting excited to partner with God in that way Mm, So good. So what would it look like if we knew we had limitations, we don't put ourselves as mini gods, because that really is what we do when we say we have, we're limitless, right? We are, like you said, we're, we're essentially calling ourselves ahead of God. So we know we are limit, we have limits. What would that mean to us to know though, that we have a God without limits? Like, so for me, I love the story of the boy with the fish and the loaves. This is my limit. I only have these few fishes and loaves. But in God's hands, he can multiply. So here's my limit, God. 
with my bipolar, my borderline, I only can, and the medication I take, I can only focus a couple of hours a day. Here's my fish and loaves. How are you going to multiply heaven's timeline in those two hours so I can accomplish God's work? In my limitation of, you know, needing more sleep than the average person. I'm not part of the 5 a.m. club. That would not be well for my mental health. Lord, here are my waking hours. How can you multiply them? I bring my fishes and my loaves to Jesus and allow him to multiply them in my life. Mm, so good. And when, as you were kind of figuring out that you did, you had limits, the limits that you have, uh, did you, did you, or do you ever struggle with the idea, the world's idea of being limitless and um, feel like you're not fully, you know, that you, you, oh, you know we, what I mean? Yeah, I think we all struggle. We all struggle with imposter syndrome. We all struggle like we're we're not isolated, right? We're called to be in the world and not of the world. But in being in the world, you are exposed to some of their messaging. So you have to daily, as a daily practice, renew your mind. You have to, as a daily practice, affirm Christ's truth over your life because the world's messages are out there and they're bombarding you. And so... I'm not going to lie that sometimes they feel like they're getting the upper hand, but that's when I like, oh, I have to take that thought captive. I have to put it in obedience to Christ. I have to get on my knees and surrender my life, my plans, my purpose, my identity, everything to God and live fully in who he's created me to be. The kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. It doesn't make sense by the world's standards, but that's what's so incredible by it. So it doesn't make sense that I am uh, doing this podcast that I'm doing. It doesn't make sense that I mentor people. It doesn't make sense when I think about myself and, and, and what I've gone through and some of my limitations. It doesn't make sense. But God, but God. And I view my success through kingdom success. And that's something I constantly have to, to surrender to God. Because the standards of success by the world are not necessarily the same standards of success in the kingdom. My success, first and foremost, is my first calling. How am I raising up my son? My second success measure is how is my marriage? How am I forgiving and living in compassion towards my spouse? My next success step then is loving the world how am I loving the world the way Jesus wants me to and God will bless those efforts and he'll multiply those efforts as I'm obedient he provides for our family but my first and foremost goal that I have to continue to surrender to is Lord what is your plan and release the results release the results I'm called to obedience. I'm not called to the results. I'm a call to show up every day and take the action step that God wants me to take. The results I have to leave up to him. Because it can be very easy to watch the metrics and watch that. And, you know, to a certain degree as a business owner, absolutely, you have to know how your business is doing. But are you a slave to the metrics? Or can you look at them, learn from them and release them? and say, how can I do my action steps? How can I walk in obedience today? How can I be a servant leader in what I do today? Mm. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about 
it's also a sense of letting go of control because in yes. order to walk in obedience and in order to really thrive, you have to let go of the wheel and let, like you said, take action, but leave the results to God. Yes. And the, uh, the control piece is sometimes so hard. Um, have you struggled with control at all or how have you been able to re- release the control to be able to do that? I do probably in a different way than you. Cause I'm not type a, <laughs> I'm de- I am definitely not a type a, um, but I, I have this need for control in, in terms of creating safe, secure spaces. So from my childhood trauma, um, feeling safe and secure is one of my challenges. And so I tried to control my sense of safety and security. And that's something I'm having to learn ongoing to lay down to God because he holds me in his hand and I'm safe and secure in him. And no matter what happens in my circumstances, I already know that the victory is won. No matter what happens in my trials, I'm going on to glory. So realizing that it's not my circumstances that make me safe, it's Jesus that makes me safe. Mm, So good. So good. And if we give him that control, we have so much peace. We can have so much peace and joy if we finally let it go. Pressure's yeah. off. When the results aren't yours, pressure is off. You just got to show up and do the talk. You just got to show up with a servant heart, with an obedient heart, with a heart to learn and grow and be transformed and led. And pressure's off. Right. When the results aren't your control or up to you, it's less stressful, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think that also is a part of like the feeling being limitless, right? You, there is so much pressure. There is so much, you have to control it because if you are limitless, you are your God and you are the one having to do all the work and do all the results and all of the things. And that is the world's view. That is mm-hmm. um, the worldly culture. But it, as you have been talking, I just think about uh, my theme verse, which is Romans twelve two. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. It's not about us. It's not about our will. Yeah, it's about him. And, And it's so freeing. Like, I feel like you're in, we're essentially prisoners if we think it's up to us. Yeah. When we can let that go, there's freedom in that. Yeah. And you know, so many people say, I don't know God's will. I don't know what God's will is. Well, there's the recipe to know God's will Mm. right there, right? Yep, exactly. Renew your mind, get your mind on Christ. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's a daily thing. It is a daily, it's a daily thing. It's not, you know, it's just like food for your body. You don't eat once and then you're satiated and have all your nutrients for life. You have to continually be feeding your body for it to work. You have to continue to feed your mind and your spirit with the spirit in order to grow in spiritual relationship with God, in order to grow into being more like Christ, in order to be sanctified um, and being able to, to move through this world the way God intends you to. 
you have to feed on the word daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Such great information, such great tips in what we're talking about right now. I so appreciate you sharing these. Now, I do want, as we're kind of wrapping up, I want to know what one of the biggest lessons was that you've learned through your mental illness journey uh, as you do your calling work. Well, it comes down to identity. Um, And this is a big thing in the mental illness world. People identify with their illness in the way that people with physical illnesses don't. You don't hear someone say, I am cancer or I am diabetes. They say, I have this. And yet there's this thing where in the mental illness world, we somehow have taken it on as identity. Like we'll say, I'm bipolar or I'm depressed or I'm OCD or, or whatever it is. And I really had to strip away all the labels, labels from my childhood, labels from my illness, and really root myself in the identity in Christ. If you do nothing else, rooting yourself in your identity in Christ is is everything. Um, And it is a daily thing. And I went through this whole practice of writing out all the lies I believed about myself and then finding scriptures that spoke over that and affirmed who I was in Christ. And I'm talking about biblically-based affirmations because the world has taken this on too. There's affirmations you can get everywhere in the world. But unless it's rooted in Christ, unless your foundation is Christ, it's meaningless because he is the creator. There's no one that knows me like him. And he created me for good works. I'm wonderfully made. I am his handiwork. He has a hope and a future for me. And the more I root my, I get excited even talking about that. He has a hope and a future for me. And it doesn't matter my past. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. He has designed me to do good works. He has called me friend. I am a daughter of the King. I am running my race with endurance as he empowers me. And I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Like that is where my foundation has to be because it doesn't matter if I'm having a bipolar episode. It doesn't matter if we're in financial crisis. It doesn't, those things don't matter when you're firmly rooted in Christ. When you know that you know that you know who you are and he wants good things for you and he will turn the bad things to good for your good and for his glory and to know that and be at peace and trust in God that I am firmly rooted on the rock. I will not be, be swayed. I will not bow or bend to the world. Like that is empowerment. That is freedom. That is thriving. Mm. That's the empowerment movement. We need yeah. that as our empowerment movement, right? It's yes. not about us. <laughs> yes. It's never uh, about us. Yes. The I am's. I am this in Christ. I am who yes. Christ says I am. As yes. you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, because the affirmations of the world are, I am limitless. I am powerful. I yes. am, I am the best, you know, like all these affirmations that sound good. But then I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, well, if you look in the Old Testament, God says he is I am. So yeah. I'm not, right? So yes. it is interesting. So if you think about it that way, well, I am. Yeah, God is limitless. God is yes. all Yes. Um, and then root in the scripture. I love that. Yeah. You said that. I've done that. I've gone on a journey of that too, writing down the lies 
mm-hmm. and then replacing them with truths, but with biblical truths. Yes. And posting those verses all over my house. Yes. So I can have a daily reminder because we don't always believe them, but no. that's when we got to go. That's his truth. If we're not believing the scripture, we're not believing God. We're not yeah. believing who he says he is and what he's going to do. But yeah. then we need to get vulnerable with him and say, I don't believe, help me, help me believe, right? Just like the father who was trying to have Jesus um, get the demon out of his son. He says, help my unbelief. Yes, <laughs> you yes, know? exactly. And God wants and us. God, and God is faithful to answer that. And, um, you know, I know it can be intimidating to get into the word, but there are so many great resources um, that you can use. And there's free resources, like there's, there's no excuse. You have to decide that your spiritual health is a priority. You have to decide just like you have to decide that your mental and your physical health is a priority. And then you have to do the steps that show that it's a priority. And it's not going to be because you wake up every day saying, oh, I can't wait to do this. It's because this is what is going to ultimately serve me in being who God wants me to be. When I choose to work out, when I choose to drink my water, when I choose to study the Bible, those are all things that are supportive of my mental health. And so I'm going to choose to do the activities out of discipline more often than out of sheer motivation. Mm, So good. Disciplining our flesh. Yes. Very good. Um, One thing I did want to ask you before I have you tell everyone where to find you, because they're going to want to come listen to affirming truth. Uh, that is the whole seeking truth, you know, going after your God-given goals and thinking well and seeking truth. But as my listeners try and seek truth, as they're looking for what is biblical, because the world is so noisy, mm-hmm. have you found some good resources or ways to really be able to decipher what is what is biblical, what is of God and what is not? Okay, so to measure what's biblical or not, you have to know your Bible. Mm-hmm. So you have to know your Bible. So resource, I have a resource. Um, I have a deck of biblically-based affirmation cards. So those can be a resource for you where you can replace truth. Um, one of the Bible study guides that I love, and this is less affordable to us Canadians because of shipping and duty, but for you Americans, Daily Grace Co., They have some incredible Bible studies that I love using. You can go on the Bible app. That's free. I have a few devotions that I've written on there. And like there's the Bible there, devotions you can follow. There's Bible studies. Like you just have to decide that you want to do it. Think about it this way. If you decided you wanted to go to Disneyland, you would become proactive in finding out how to make that happen. Where's the best resorts? What's the best deals? Like whatever we're looking for vacations, we become the super detectives to find, be a detective. There are resources out for you. Um, Chasing Sacred is another great uh, resource. Uh, You can find her on Instagram and she does a lot of inductive Bible study teaching and has a great inductive Bible study guide. Like you can't expect someone to to do it for you you actually have to do the work and I say that with love and grace 
I know it's hard to do the work. I know when you're feeling stuck. I know when you're overwhelmed with depression and anxiety, taking action is so hard. But if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it for you. So you ask God, God, give me the strength to find the resource. Point me in the right way. When you earnestly seek God, he will make himself known to you. He will open doors. He will show the way. But you have to decide to make it a priority. And I I feel like that sounds mean and I don't intend it to. But for the longest time, I blamed everyone else and everything else for why my life wasn't working. And ultimately, it came down to the fact that I wasn't living out my priorities. I wasn't living out my values. I can say I want X, Y, and Z until I'm blue in the face face. I can say I want deep relationship with God. I can say I want a meaningful relationship with my spouse. I can say I want all those things. But if my day-to-day actions don't align with bringing those about, then I'm the problem. I'm the problem. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow for a long time. But if, but but it's the truth. It's the truth. God wants to partner with us. He's not going to shove himself down your throat. He's going to partner. When you seek him, you will find him. When you knock, the door will be open. He will meet you. But you actually have to take steps of faith. You actually have to take steps of action. He did it all at the cross. Now come meet him at the cross. Mm. Truth bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and and the work is worth and it. I'm, And I'm speaking to myself here too, because for the longest time, I had a list of excuses, which I didn't think were excuses. I thought that they were truth, but God really had to, to, to dissect those in me and really had to operate on me, on my mind and my heart and really had to show me where I needed to take responsibility. It's not God's fault that my relationship with God isn't good. Because God is good and he wants a relationship with me and he's showing up. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Right? So I've got to get into the word every day. And when I say get into the word every day, sometimes people think you need hours and you got to be a scholar. I spend 10 minutes in the morning in the word. And then I have worship music throughout the day. I have reminders on my phone that go off two times a day to remind me to pray. So I'm constantly, you know, in a mindset of prayer. But, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And if you have young kids, it doesn't have to be the sacred, quiet space. It can be with a two-year-old hanging off your leg and someone putting oatmeal like oatmeal in your hair the point is if you earnestly show up to meet God and whatever that looks like in your season of life he will meet you back I was in my bible time the other day and my son was all jittery for graduation he's like can you scratch my back can you do this it was completely interrupted but God didn't fail to meet me there when he saw I was earnestly trying to be there while while it being my first calling as mom he'll meet you I love it That is such a great way to end because he will meet us. He will meet us when we earnestly seek. So seek him, seek him first. And uh, so good. I could talk to you for hours. Like we could go into so many different topics and I would love to (laughs) to have you back at some point, talk about these things. But if, um, what's the best way for listeners to find you? 
So Affirming Truths podcast is available on all podcast platforms. In social media, I show up on my personal page the most, Carla Arges. Um, and you can send me a DM there if you're ever interested in working with me. I have a couple of different ways you can work with me. One-on-one mentorship. I also run a group program where we focus on wellness and getting in with Jesus and healthy habits. So there's a couple of different ways we can connect, but find me on Instagram, DM me. We'll become friends. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Carla, for all your wisdom that you shared today. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.